All right, welcome to Grass-Fed and Grace-Led Podcast. I'm Maddie Rose, and here I am with my third episode. And in this episode, I would like to discuss the concept of grace and why I've decided to include that term in the name of my podcast, which, funny aside, um, the spelling of the word grace-led has been a little bit of a conundrum for me now that I've actually started the podcast because... Uh, technically it should be a hyphenated word or two separate words, but it just looks a little silly that way in my mind, and um, others that I've asked for opinions on have agreed. So I'm kind of trying to figure out how exactly I want that to be um, represented in the name of my podcast, not only for just aesthetics, but also uh, searchability. I want people to be able to uh, search and find my podcast. But The reason why I included the term grace-led in my podcast is because I believe that the Christian life is uh, by grace, all of it. So we are saved by grace, justified by grace, and we also live and work our Christian life out in and through the grace of God. And uh, so that is why I included it in my podcast name and why... um, it's important to me to reflect on for certain. So uh, just kind of introducing this topic, I'm hoping I can keep this episode a little bit shorter than my last one on being grass-fed, just because I am hoping for the majority of this podcast to have some shorter episodes. I know that there will be times where the episodes are a bit longer due to the nature of the topic or interviews, etc., but hopefully I can keep this one under, and so maybe I should stop talking about how short I want it to be and just talk about it. So here we go. Um, in John 1, 14, we are told that Jesus is full of grace and truth. And in many other places throughout scripture, we are told of God's glorious grace in Ephesians 1, when it talks about his um, predestination according to his will and many of the epistles kind of open and close with um, grace and benedictions in that uh, respect. But primarily, I would say that when we talk about grace, we're usually referring to salvation being by grace and not by works, not by what we do. So we find this concept in a few places Uh, majorly, but I would say Ephesians 2 is one of the most common places where we find it because it's pretty much spelled out for us in clear language. And I'm going to go ahead and read um, Ephesians chapter 2 verses 1 through 10 and then just discuss it with you briefly and some reflections on it. So here we go. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ." By grace you have been saved, and raised us up with him, and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. 
For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So I love that section of scripture. It reflects on the grace of God, especially when when we reflect on uh, where we were before God saves us and how we were dead in our trespasses and sins, how we were once children of wrath, and um, how God is the one that made us alive together with him, with Christ. And we are united to Christ through faith, and all of that is the gift of God, which we see in, in verses or in verse eight. And that has been such a huge um, game changer in my Christian life to really reflect on this concept of being saved by grace. And while I always knew, you know, from a young age that it was by grace and that I was saved through faith and I required to trust in Christ for my righteousness because my righteousness is nothing but his is perfect and so I had to trust in his perfect righteousness as a sinner um, but you know as I've gotten older I think especially even growing up as a Christian uh, from a very young age I tend to kind of take it for granted you know I didn't really see myself as this big great sinner and um that's unfortunate because it's not true. Of course, I was a big, great sinner, even when I was saved at a very young age. And um, just learning that scripture points out that we were once dead in our trespasses and that we've been made alive, that is by grace alone that we are saved, it really brought me to reflect on the fact that there is nothing that I did or could do or earn or merit um, to be saved and justified. It is completely a gift of God. And even my ability to have this faith and trust in him is a gift. And I am totally thankful for that. And the concept of this has really changed, um, changed my life, changed my walk with Christ because it really took it to a whole other level. It became much more serious for me. You know, it just before I kind of felt like I fell into the habit of going through the motions. Didn't take a lot of things very seriously. Of course, I desired, you know, to read the word often. I've had some dry spells in my life, but there's a lot of things, of course, that, that did reflect God's work in my life. But just coming to a greater understanding and reflecting on the grace that God has given me um, has really just brought me to a state of awe and the mercy of God because really I didn't deserve it. You know, none of us do. None of us deserve it. And I think especially in our culture, I can't speak for everyone and at every time, but I think for us, there's kind of this like, aura, if you will, in the culture that people are just inherently good and that we're just good by nature and, and that you have, you are enough and God loves you because you're just, you know, just so precious, which is true. We are precious to him, but it's not our goodness and our preciousness 
that saves us nor that draws us to him because outside of being united in Christ there is there is nothing um, in us that that we could be good to a, a good holy righteous God who is perfect in every way we are sinners and uh, we have fallen away and we're we're really born with that inclination to sin if you've ever had children toddlers um, you understand that from an early age you spend more time teaching them how to do the right thing and not the wrong thing and it's very clear from a very early age um, that, that that is just our nature as sweet as we can be we're very selfish <laughs> I'll just put it that way so um, yeah, just seeing that graciousness of God in saving us and saving a people for himself, which includes all believers in all time, um, just really kind of is a huge motivating factor to get serious about the things of God, to really want to get into his word and out of gratitude for this gracious gift, um, you want to obey him you want to honor him, you want to reflect him well to others, and um, it's, it's really just, I would say, a key aspect of rightly understanding how salvation works um, in the gospel and in the Christian life. So, with that, knowing these things, reflecting on these things, can have a great effect also on how we respond to others and live with others. And I am far from perfect in this. Um, I have a long way to go. But when we respond to others out of um, harshness and we are critical, we hold grudges, we're unforgiving, we demand things of others that um, we wouldn't want God to demand of us, you know, things like that. I would say that's a reflection of not really taking to heart the graciousness of God in our own life. I think we are called as Christians to reflect that. You know, we are, we are supposed to reflect that to others and they should see that graciousness that kind of permeates our life and, and how we speak you know, Colossians 4, 6 says, let your speech always be filled with the great or with grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. You know, that verse comes right, at, right after um, it says, walk in wisdom towards outsiders, making it or making the best use of the time. So that's how we're supposed to interact with outsiders. And that's not even just within the church, within other Christians, but other outsiders, non-believers, should see the graciousness of God reflected in our behavior, in our attitude, in our speech, and how we interact with others. And of course, that can also include how we interact with um, our husbands, if we're married, children, if we have children, uh, friends, family. Uh, believers are not, but believers certainly included in that. And that's why it's so important that we reflect on these truths. You know, that's, you, you can see it in um, the letters in scripture where uh, Paul does this often, uh, Peter as well, but 
where you see where it starts out with kind of this theological truth, this reflecting on something of God, who God is, what God has done, you know, those those types of truths and then he and then he tends to move to the practical kind of outworking in our lives you know in response to everything that God has done and everything that God is and what he does um now how how do we live you know or as the the Francis Schaeffer book how then do we live or how then shall we live um it's that concept of taking these truths, which are good to know, um, you know, on an intellectual level, of course, it's important. We want to know things. We're called to renew our minds, but it's not just the intellectual knowledge that is important. It must inform our action, our heart. So everything that we learn and we study and we reflect on and we read books on and podcasts and what have you, um, it should all um, affect the way that we respond and act in this life. That's the significance of Christian living. Um, It's not just about following a list of rules and do's and don'ts. You know, I think in many ways a lot of Christianity has kind of been wrongly boiled down to that and kind of perceived that way. And maybe you yourself have been in a church in the past or currently that is kind of like that, you know, it's much more uh, moralistic or do this, don't do that, Christians should do, 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 and don't, don't, don't. Um, You know, that's not really the case here. However, we don't want to overreact and um, the word is uh, referred to as uh, antinomian, which means anti-law, where we just think, oh, I'm saved by grace. That's good. I'm done. I don't have to obey anything because if I obey you know, the word of God, if I have to do anything, then, um, you know, it's no longer by grace. So I'm saved by faith through grace. That means I don't have to obey or do anything. And that's not the case. You know, Paul says in Romans that should we sin or keep on sinning so that grace may abound? No, (laughs) no, that's not, I think even said, may God forbid. Um, but Anyways, so that that's important, that we don't just kind of go one way or the other. We don't want to make it all about what, what we do and kind of have this, like, rules book uh, Christianity where you kind of become pharisaical, but you also don't want to overreact in the other direction where you just say, oh, it's by faith and grace and I don't have to work or earn anything. You know, that's what Ephesians two contradicts there at the very end of that passage I read earlier um, after it says it's not a result of works in verse 9 he says so that no one may boast in verse 10 he says we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them so we are made um, new creatures to walk in Christ to become um, fashioned into the image of Christ. We see that in Romans 8 and, of course, many, many other places. But that is that is part of the goal of salvation here. It's not just say a prayer, sign a card, oh, yay, you're not going to hell now, or at least that's what they're telling you. It's having true saving faith in Christ 
uh, trusting in his righteousness, but then being transformed and that process of um, being set apart and sanctification is a lifelong experience. And that is through grace, of course. We're not we're not earning our salvation as we become more and more like Christ, but we are uh, glorifying him in that and we are reflecting his grace in that. And, and the more that God works on us, um, the more and more you see that in your life. So as Christians, of course, we should look back and see the grace that God has given us through our life. Um, You know, recently this last week, I was kind of being a total Facebook stalker on one of my friends who I know um, that she's she's not a super recent Christian, but within the last decade, um, she has been saved. And I kind of was like looking through her old profile pictures and stuff because Um, she's beautiful and I just love to see all her smiling faces and then I was kind of curious you know like how far back do I go and can I can I see a difference in her face can I see a difference in her joy through the years since she's become a Christian as well as prior to and it was really cool to kind of see you know things that she would probably think we're kind of embarrassing now as a Christian, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I had those words on my profile. I can't believe that I dressed like that or said that or whatever it is. And and you see this a lot. Um, But I thought it was really neat, actually, to kind of have that picture book to see the grace that God has had in her life and to change her from this person who was a child of wrath and dead in sin and trespasses and then yet is now alive and then over the years becoming more and more Christ-like. And of course, there's kind of an ebb and flow of that through our Christian lives. It's not like we're just always just beaming and joyful. I mean, that's that's the hope. That's the wish. But um, it doesn't always kind of work out that way in a neat, nice order, of course. But overall, the grand scheme of everything, if you kind of average it out, we should be becoming more and more Christ-like, and we should be um, being molded more and more, and then doing those good works that we have been called to do. And, you know, and that's the other significant thing about salvation by grace. We are saved into the body of Christ, the church. You know, we are not lone sheep. We are part of a flock. We are part of a family of believers. We have brothers and sisters, and and we certainly don't want to just isolate all of this um, Christian life to ourselves. You know, it shouldn't just be Bible study by myself for myself and just me and Jesus. You know, we're best friends, and that's it. Um, there should be more to our Christian life than that. We should be involved in the body of Christ. We should be involved... Uh, with one another to fellowship to build one another up to serve one another you know Jesus himself came to serve you know if you want to talk about grace the incarnation of God himself humbling himself um, into the form of of mankind in in a servant to to eventually die on the cross and then of course be resurrected and ascended for our salvation and redemption, but also so that we can be united in Christ and, um, you know, be with him in eternity, but also so that we can serve one another, 
you know, he, he tells the disciples to serve one another like he has. And if Jesus, who is God, can lower himself to such a level as he did in his life, then certainly uh, we as creatures and um, recipients of this unmerited grace and salvation can certainly humble ourselves as servants of um, one another. And so that is huge. That's where we really reflect the grace of God is in our service to others and how we respond and act and carry ourselves. And we can only do that, all of that, through the grace of God anyways, because really, you know, it's it's not even in our own power. Be encouraging because if it was in our own power, then we wouldn't be able to do it. And yet he gives us the power to do all these things that he's called us to do. So, um, you know, it's, it's really something very important to reflect on. And grace just such, has such a huge element in the Christian um, story of redemption, as well as our Christian life, uh, which of course is all interrelated. But that is a main goal of mine um, for this podcast and for life itself, as I keep saying, that we reflect on the grace given to us by God, that we remind ourselves frequently of the grace that is given to us through salvation, and that through that grace and the continuing grace of God, that we grow more and more like Him, and to also reflect that grace to others and to be the hands and feet of Christ as we serve one another and do what God has ordained that we do, that desire that he desires of us to do. So that is why I wanted to include the word grace. And I hope that that is edifying to you, that you are encouraged, that you are refreshed in remembering um, how you are saved and that it's by grace, that you are relieved that it is not by your own righteousness, that your own good works or merit, but that you can rest in Christ knowing that he has done the good works for you and that by trusting in him, you know, you have you have this great salvation that is in Christ. You know, he gives you the grace to take every every day on and every task on and every hard thing that we encounter in our life. Uh, we can handle with his grace and by his grace and we can rest in that knowing that we are in Christ. So thank you again for listening to this podcast. I hope that you would join us next time as I discuss a myriad of different things. I have an episode coming up about chickens and um, some interesting interviews that I think are down the pipeline here in the future and I'm really excited about that as well. Thank you again. And may God bless you.